This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. can only mean one thing. I know, I know what you're thinking. You all thought that I forgot about the old faithful Hanches how-tos. But today we are back with, uh, what is this? The 17th episode of Hanches how-tos. That's a lot of content, folks. For those of you that are newer to the show, maybe you haven't been on the journey as long Hanch's how-tos, what it's designed to do is give very quick leadership nuggets that I pull from coaching conversations, consulting meetings, leadership development groups. Basically, you could call it in-the-moment type leadership uh, content. These are things that are actually happening as I navigate in and out of businesses, in and out of conversations with amazing entrepreneurs and leaders. And so, but look, before I jump in uh, to the two nuggets that I have for you today, I would be remiss if I did not take just a brief moment and thank all of the leaders from the great country of France that are listening in. Recently, we have seen a significant increase in our international listeners. And over the last, I'd call it 10 days, the most significant increase in our downloads and our rankings come from the amazing leaders from France. So I just wanted to take a moment. Thank you all for listening into the show, making us a part of your leadership journey. And if you are by chance listening to today's show from France, I would like to show my appreciation by sending you a gift. I'd like to send you my custom presentation on setting expectations, a tool that I have used for the better part of two decades. Uh, It's a tool I personally created, I've used, and I want to get that into your hands. This is a tool that's designed to help you create boundaries with your team and ensure that you have earned the right to hold your people accountable. So if you're listening from France and you would like this free gift, email me, jeff at jeffhancher.com and put in the subject line, France. All right. Enough gratitude for the day uh, because I have truckloads of it. I could probably make an episode of just that. Uh, But I want to jump into the first how-to. The first how-to is this. We're going to talk about the importance of recognition. And I there there's not even an argument that the importance of recognition is at an all-time high. We're not going to debate this. This is an absolute fact for a host of different reasons. I recently had a conversation with a leader that uh, their situation was they had a real high-tenured team. And this leader had been with most of his people for multiple years. However, what he assessed and what our conversation was is that his turnover over the last 12 months was higher than any single year that he can ever even remember. And obviously, I've heard a lot of that over the last 12 months, as you can imagine. But I do what every good consultant will do, and I begin to probe and ask questions and try to get a feel for maybe what, how can we autocorrect this? And I uncovered several opportunities, and one of them being that he needed to be more intentional with praise and recognition of his people. 
And, you know, this is always a Captain Obvious thing whenever you hear somebody say it. But the reality is, is that we get so ingrained and in tune with our day to day that we just kind of start taking things for granted. And it, it seemed that because the team had been together for so long, I think what happened was this leader became a little bit complacent. And some would even say that maybe he even had been, you know, taking his own people for granted. And I'd like to think I never did that. But as I reflect back and I think of the high tenured people that I was surrounded with, I definitely had more of a comfort level with them. And I think that stands to reason. Leading people, I I think for anybody that's married, um, I would say leadership is a lot like marriage as it relates to this recognition thing. The longer you're married, the more intentional you need to be. Um, I have an amazing wife. She's great. Uh, But look, reality is as much as I love her, it's not the same today as it was when we were dating or shortly after the honeymoon. And if you're married, you can probably say, yes, I I agree. Uh, We've navigated that too. And it's not that you don't love your spouse anymore, but maybe you've just become comfortable. Maybe you've just become routine. I mean, in the early phases, uh, you're, you're bringing home flowers, you're writing love notes, and the, it starts to fade and the spark kind of dies. So you can either just let it die and get stagnant and boring. But what great marriages do, just like great leaders do, is they realize now is the time that I have to become intentional. Uh, before I wanted to, I was excited. It was sparky. It was new. It was fun. Okay. Well that might fade, but that doesn't mean that doesn't give you the reason or the excuse not to do it. You still care for your spouse. You still care for the people that you're leading. I think it's important to realize that leadership is very temporary. You know, what you did yesterday, people forget. Leadership is always temporary and we have to make frequent deposits into the fuel tank of our people. And I am more convinced than I've ever been that no leader can have a fully engaged team without providing praise and recognition. In this, in this war that we're in for labor and talent and where turnovers at an all-time high, as a leader, you have better make a concerted effort to provide more recognition and feedback than you ever have before. And you have to be on the lookout for opportunities to praise, not, not just privately, but publicly as well. And, and you got to know the difference of uh, private and public praise and when to do it and how to do it. Praising privately is in your one-on-one meetings, and this should be praise on their progress to their goals, how they're improving on their areas of weakness. Praise publicly when you catch someone doing something great or when they reach some level of a, a milestone that they've achieved. This, this public praise, it's contagious. And what you're going to find with public praise is that what gets recognized gets repeated. Don't you want repeated good behavior? Yeah, you do. Recognize that it gets repeated. Now, there will be leaders listening right now that say, Jeff, I agree, that's the right thing to do, but that's just not my style. That's not my leadership brand. Uh, Look, people, people know I care about them. I hear this all the time from leaders. I hear this all the time in marriages. Okay, you might know that, but are you showing that? Always remember, people see better than they hear. You have to show them. So if this isn't your normal cadence, and and maybe right now you're like, that would be awkward. That would be weird. Uh, I'll tell you what awkward is, having 60 to 70% turnover. That's awkward. So you can, you're going to pay. 
There's going to be pain. You can either overcome your discomfort of being a leader of praise and recognition, or you can get really good at recruiting, hemorrhaging your profit because of onboarding and all the same. Either way, you're going to pay. But if that is you and you say, Jeff, I want to be more intentional, but it's not natural to me. Maybe you've heard uh, the little trick that I have for leaders because I was this leader at one point. I had a leader one time that gave me this feedback and said, you have to catch people doing something right. You're just not good at it, Hanch. And he handed me three 50-cent pieces. And he said, every day uh, before your day begins, I want you to put these three 50-cent pieces in your left pocket. Your day is not allowed to be over until all three 50-cent pieces get in your right pocket. And the only way they're allowed to transfer from left to right pocket is if you find somebody doing something well, giving somebody praise, recognizing an employee for a job well done. And look, three times a day doesn't seem like a lot. But if you do this consistently every day, what happens is you're creating a culture and you're creating a leadership brand. Employee recognition is critical to employee happiness which is linked with customer satisfaction. So if that's not a motivator, I don't know what is. Elevating employees, it's essential to the overall success of any business. And it does not have to be a grandiose thing where you're sending people to Cabo uh, for a weekend getaway. It can be something as simple as a thank you card that can boost morale, increase productivity, and build positive relationships within the workspace. One last note on praise and recognition. Don't praise somebody by telling them, good job. I think those two words are the most watered-down, weak leadership words that there are in the leadership dictionary. And that might sound kind of harsh, but I want to drive home a, a strong point here. Don't just tell people, good job. Yes, okay, tell them that, but tell them what they did. Why was it a good job? Because if they don't have a good understanding of why it was a good job, they may not know how to repeat it. You want to tell them it was a good job and specifically tell them what you liked about it. The odds of getting it repeated go through the roof, and it tells them that you're not just throwing words out. Because if you're just throwing words out, you're better off not saying them at all because you become disingenuous. People want authentic, genuine leaders. And if you truly don't care about people, then look, find another career path because this is not going to work out for you in the long run. Recognize and praise your people. The how-to number two, have perspective in adversity. Now, look, over the last two years and the ins and outs of pandemics and social injustice and political uproar and name it, like we've been through some adversity. I get it. So you, you've heard plenty about adversity. But listen, here's the reality. It never ends. Adversity never ends. You know, the great John Maxwell says it all the time. Leadership is uphill. It's true. We're built for this. Great leaders are built for it. They're like the fire people that are running into the burning building when everybody else is running out. We are built for this. I recently, call, I was called in by an owner of a really good business, a great, great market brand. They called me in to help them gain a competitive advantage in, in the marketplace that they were in. You see, this specific situation this company was enjoying, uh, I mean, just amazing results. Things had been great for years and years and years. The business was growing. Profit was good. They had great brand awareness. 
And then out of nowhere, the most dreadful thing that you can even think of happened without any warning at all. And if you're in business, you can probably already guess what I'm going to say. You got it. A competitor launched in the town and began to take customers, began to take market share. This this competitor, it, they came with guns blazing. You know, after hearing the story of what the competitor did to make a, a, a splash in the market, it was very clear that they were willing to take a loss early to gain customers. If you've ever had this happen to you, your heart's bleeding right now as I'm telling the story because this is tough. I mean, this company, this this person that called me in, they they were devastated. I mean, this competitor, they had amazing marketing. Uh, they had deals that just could not be passed up by the consumer. You know, this leader was telling me, like, Jeff, I've had some of these customers for years, and they basically called me telling me, like, they hated to do this and was even somewhat emotional to tell me that they were switching vendors. And he's like, I didn't know what to do. And so I asked him, like, hey, look, I, I get it. Like, this isn't ideal. And I, I asked this leader, what are you doing about it? And I wanted to get an idea of where, where's our opportunities here? Because I believe there's always opportunity in adversity. And so I just asked him, what's been done since before you called me in? He, he starts telling me things like, uh, Jeff, we've modified our customer service approach so that we could get more urgency around customer concerns. He went on to tell me that they invested in their website so that they could make the customer experience more user-friendly. He said they invested in more staff to reduce customer wait times. He's going on and on. He's like, hey, we've, re we've reignited our senior leadership staff meetings, and we've been going through a SWOT analysis. We want to find out where our gaps are. We want to know how to fill them. And after several minutes of him going on and on and hearing all that had been done, I jokingly smiled at him and I said, well, um, hey, look, I think my work's done here. I didn't even give a recommendation. I'm like, wow, like this is pretty impressive. So what'd you call me in for? Like, you, I think you're on the right track here. Like, this is pretty amazing. But guess what? In that moment, I knew exactly what my role was here. I knew it, that my job in this moment of time was to help this leader find perspective in the adversity. That's the mission. I know this, I know this is my calling in this moment because they're doing all the right things from a business standpoint. I got to help them find some perspective. They had lost perspective. They're doing all the right things, but in their mind, they're saying, I'm dying here. We're dying. It's a slow death. I can't believe it. Look at everything we've tried to build and it's just been taken away. Woe is me. The reality was this, the recovery plan was solid. What he really needed was to realize that the very thing that he dreaded was likely going to be the very thing that would result in making his company healthier than it's ever been. We never ask for this type of adversity. We never welcome it. But I am a huge believer that we can always find perspective to allow the adversity to work to our advantage. So here's a few things I want you all to consider on how to find perspective in adversity. The first thing is you have to take control of your mind. You have to ask yourself the question in the midst of, of hell and high water, how is this serving me? How is this going to serve me? How can I find the silver lining? 
I often tell the story about the the shoe manufacturer. This guy, he he builds an amazing line of shoes. And he has this great idea. He had handpicked this country that was, uh, you know, a third world type country. And he hires what he thinks is an amazing salesperson and sends this guy over to this third world country and says, hey, we got distribution. We got inventory. We're ready to go. Go knock them dead. Godspeed. And he follows up with this salesperson in 90 days and says, hey, how's things going over there? And the salesperson replies and says, well, boss, I got to tell you, it sucks. I haven't sold a pair of shoes yet. And, and the boss says, well, what gives? Like, what seems to be the problem? Of which the salesperson responded, well, I got to tell you, the problem is nobody here wears shoes. And so the, business, the boss fires the guy, hires another sales rep, sends him over, calls him in 90 days and says, hey, just checking in to see how your progress is going. And the, and the sales rep says, well, I got to tell you, boss, I hope you got manufacturing on high alert. I can't sell these shoes fast enough. They are just flying off the shelves. And the boss says, wow, that's exciting news. Like, what, what has led to all your success? And the salesperson said, well, the reality is over here, nobody wears shoes. Wow. Wow. Isn't that some perspective? Somebody let, let this become their biggest problem and their downfall, where just a slight adjustment in mindset changed the entire game. Isn't it really the perspective in things like that that we can choose how to take control of our mind so that we can win in times of adversity? The second thing is don't move fast. It's rare that anything good comes from a high state of emotion. Now, look, I'm all about being decisive when you need to be. But if adversity hits and it's coming strong, hard, and fast, the last thing that you want to do is panic and do something dumb. This is a great time to caucus, think about it, and make some level of a rational decision. The third thing is is to have a mindset of gratitude. Wait, Jeff, what you're telling me is, is that when all hell is breaking loose, you want me to be grateful? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling you. What I have found in the times of the biggest adversity and finding perspective is that perspective is not focusing on what's been taken. Perspective is focusing on what remains. You have to focus on what remains. The great Jim Thorpe in the Olympics one time, he, this guy was not well-liked. You know, people, people were haters on Jim because Jim was a really good athlete. And people knew, like, the odds of Jim winning were pretty good. And so because there were some haters, guess what they did? They went into his locker room and they stole his shoes. Now, you can imagine back in the day, it wasn't like today where there were just truckloads of apparel everywhere for athletes. It's like you went to, I think it was in Germany is where he ran or somewhere like that. You probably went with one pair of shoes and hoped for the best, right? So they steal his shoes thinking, if I take his shoes, there's no way he's going to race and there's surely there's no way that he's going to medal. Didn't hold Jim back. Jim's walking down. He sees a discarded pair of shoes in a garbage can, picks them out of the garbage can. They're like two sizes too big and stuffs them with like socks and other things just so they'd fit and goes out and runs and meddles the race. That's, that's Jim saying, I'm not going to focus on what's been taken. I'm going to focus on what's remaining. 
Somebody stole my shoes, boom, there's a pair. It's not ideal. They're not perfect, but I'll tell you this, they're better than running in your bare feet. So I'm going to throw those shoes on and I can control the effort I have going around that track. And that's what I'm going to control. I have a mindset of gratitude. I'll bet Jim Thorpe in that moment was really happy that he found a, a pair of shoes that were two sizes too big. He went from having none to having something. Have a mindset of gratitude. Number four, lean on your mentors. This is perhaps the most critical. You are not the first leader that has faced adversity. And here's a great news flash. You will not be the last. Seek advice from leaders that have been there before. What did they learn? How can you benefit from their experiences? Hearing about their challenges, it will help you find some great perspective. And knowing they care about you can be a major source of motivation when things get tough. There are leaders out there that have been in the trenches. They have been burnt by the fire. They know how to avoid it moving forward, and they learn from it. No need to walk into the pit. Find out from other people what did they do when this happened, and you can recover faster. The great Napoleon Hill once said, every adversity, every failure, every heartache, it carries with it the seed of an equal or greater benefit. Do you believe that? I believe that's true. I believe that in adversity, there's always opportunity. If you're facing this type of adversity right now and you need help finding some level of perspective, you're not sure what to do, you're not sure where to go, you don't have mentors all around you, our team is here to support you in any way that we can. We have an amazing team of coaches that have been there and we would love an opportunity to help you navigate the choppy water. If we can serve you in any way, make sure that you email us at jeff at jeffhancher.com. That's a wrap. That's another episode of Hanch's How-Tos that we now have in the books, Historical Archived. Today, we spoke about the importance of recognition and finding perspective in adversity. I hope these nuggets serve you well as you continue the relentless pursuit of helping others reach their fullest potential. If you have ideas on a future how-tos episode, something maybe you'd like me to throw out as a topic and talk through, make sure that you email us, DM us, let us know what's on your mind. What can we, what content can we bring to the table? Maybe you have an amazing guest that you feel should be on the show. Let us know. We'd love to vet that out and see if they would be a fit. And until next time, Keep making big impact and never forget that you all have been set up to be champions in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. Win.